Haley Fickers is open, and welcome to Star Trek Discoverage, the live podcast that boldly goes into excruciating detail about this week's episode of Star Trek Discovery. I'm your host, Aaron Coker, a.k.a. Caliban, and if I had a nickel for every Star Trek episode title that was a Shakespearean illusion, it wouldn't matter because the acquisition of wealth is no longer the driving force in our lives. Joining me on the show, as usual, is my co-host. She's also the co-host of the Generations Geek podcast, a more or less family-friendly celebration of geekdom on the Chronic Rift Network. It's Ella Pearson. Ella, welcome back. Thank you. Good to have you here. Uh, Ella, I'm not in my usual studio this week, so if things sound any different, that's what's up with that. And listeners, if we drop out, which we might, uh, we'll do our best to restart (laughs) the stream ASAP. But uh, fingers crossed, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, Speaking of dropping out, Ella, how does Brexit affect you? Or does it? Are you just (laughs) watching it all explode in slow motion? I am. I was kind of looking forward to it just as like a history student. Um, okay. All right. Just That's to watch to the it. disaster. <laughs> but they just, I think, um, was it just today or yesterday? They pushed it again to October. So now I won't even be here when <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it hits the fan. <laughs> well, yeah. They pushed it to uh, October 31st, I think, which is now Brexit yeah. become a horror movie. So that's what we want. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Well, let's talk about Trek and a little bit of Trek news. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but some people are clamoring for a Captain Pike and the Enterprise show, so much so that they have drafted a petition, uh, which as of this broadcast has amassed over 2,000 signatures, not to mention uh, all that I've seen on social media, just endless posts about how we need a Captain Pike show. What do you think about the prospect of a Captain Pike series? Um, I didn't realize that people were clamoring for it. I guess. um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be good. I love Anson Mount, obviously. I feel like it's a little too close to literally just the original series for (laughs) CBS to actually do. Yeah. It has that feeling Um, to it. Like, what would they do? Like we all like we all love Pike. Like he's like Anson Mount. Obviously, has become everyone's dad. <laughs> yes, but, we um... say on this show. Often, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if like why not just do like just recast Kirk and McCoy? Just you know, do the original <laughs> series like, show. That's basically, that's basically the original series. Like you're really only well, you're missing two of the main characters. But yeah. you know, it's, give it's... us the last two years of that five year mission. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I think that it, the idea has a lot of merits, but it also, I think, and maybe it would, um, I'm going to talk later on. Uh, I've still got some tea left from last week about oh. uh, <laughs> about uh, some things that I think need to change about Discovery. But I think it would steer into a lot of the things that I think that Discovery not does wrong, but doesn't need to do necessarily. But I mean, I, I guess I'm like, I'm already preoccupied with worrying about how many other Star Trek shows that they're already trying to handle at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That I don't want to think about adding one that is so like disco is already so close in time to the original series. I don't want to think about adding a Pike show. I like how I'm literally so far away from CBS and I'm still just like, Oh my God, they have so much stuff going on. I just can't even think about one more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Pike show could be like original recipe Trek, and then you could have uh, section 31 is the uh, extra tasty crispy. And I don't know, Picard is Nashville hot. I don't know. This is just a chicken metaphor, (laughs) but anyway, Uh (laughs) I was really today. I was really missing like, just like, (laughs) Problem of the week. What? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you were missing fried chicken. You can't get fried chicken in there. Uh, uh, I was really missing fried chicken. No, I was missing, like, I was thinking about it. Obviously, today's episode was stellar, but um, I was really missing just, like, like, it's uh, television is so different now. that We've talked about this before. I feel like it's so different now than it was when the original series came out, and I was really missing, like, having those just, like, weekly, like, Monster of the Week things. Like, here's this thing, and we're going to fix um, it, and then yeah. it's wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. um, Well, I think that with so many shows on TV and definitely shows 
that have less or lower uh, aspirations than something like disco, which is designed to be like an epic sort of melodrama. Um, I think we'll, we'll get that. I mean, you'll certainly. I don't expect the the, uh, the animated lower tech show to like have some long running <laughs> epic storyline that's going on from week to week. Can we get the yellow in the uh, replicators for the bananas? We got to do it. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, well, let's uh, talk about something else. Uh, it, w- the DS9 documentary, Why, uh, What We Left Behind, is hotly anticipated by fans, uh, and U.S. fans will have a chance to see the documentary in theaters for one night only as a Fathom event. Uh, and that'll be on May 13th of this year. Ella has, of course, already seen the doc, and we're all real jelly about that. <laughs> But uh, the makers of the doc announced recently that they had partnered with Shout Factory to release the doc on DVD and Blu-ray. And it'll also release on streaming services. But as of yet, there's been no announcement of when that will be. So uh, fans who want to check it out uh, this May 13th should head to FathomEvents.com for tickets. Uh, I've already got mine. Okay. Oh my, it's so worth it. I just can't even. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a trailer on YouTube. And it, yeah, it looks great. It's like such a ride. I don't want to say anything else about it because i want you and everyone else to just like have your own like have your own like mind-blowing experience just like i did but it's like crazy and worth it well i can't wait uh there's one more thing i want to talk about before we get into the episode uh have you seen the picture that's going around on the internet of ethan peck as a beardless spock maybe 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 a glimpse of it if I knew I how like to drop things into should... Skype, I would do that right now. <laughs> <You can. laughs> I feel like that's something I should be like, yes, of course. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like really maybe I looked at it and was just like, that's too much. And scrolled past it and didn't think about it again. <laughs> I can see that happening as a reaction. Um, yeah, apparently, and I don't know if this is the true story or not, but I saw this a couple days ago and thought, okay, talented Photoshop, right? Uh, but then I started looking at it, and I guess the picture came from... Uh, the cruise, the Star Trek cruise page, um, they had put it up as because it was just announced that Ethan Peck would be on the Star Trek cruise. And so I guess they had put it up as promo art. But somebody got their wires crossed or maybe they weren't supposed to put it up until after the finale. Um, it, I think it's it seems pretty uh, authentic to me. And here's how I know. I do so much bad Photoshop that I feel like... <laughs> I am a counterfeit detector when it comes to bad Photoshop. So if this is Photoshop, it's a real good Photoshop. But it shows him <laughs> in the the redesigned original series uniform, the blue uniform, uh, shaved. Uh, he's got the you know the bowl cut going on, and he's doing the Vulcan uh, sign. And yeah, I mean, it, I, I think it looks pretty good. I feel like I mean, why would it not be real, right? I feel like I mean, because they could do a photo shoot beard no beard different uniform you know what i mean yeah i think the quickness although with maybe which, who knows the maybe he'll with, shave next week yeah he's <laughs> like i must shave before we take on section 31 um, <laughs> the, the quickness with which it disappeared from the internet i think was was the case uh, i think it was both it made it scarce so people thought mm, maybe this isn't real but it also made it seem like i think it is real because i think CBS is like, whoa whoa whoa, whoa what are you doing that's it's not time for that CBS yet. Is like you weren't supposed to post that yet. yeah come on guys come on yeah so anyway, uh, yeah, you can Google that. Probably just Beardless Spock, I think, if you want to check that out. Uh, well, let's uh, get into it here uh, before I start going on endlessly about Star Trek VR again. Still, oh, just so exciting. Love that. Um, <laughs> tonight, we've seen the 13th episode of Star Trek Discovery Season 2 called Such Sweet Sorrow. And we're here to break it down for you. And before we start, as always, we're setting a course for the Spoiler Zone listeners. So be warned. We're glad you've decided to join us. But if you haven't seen the episode, spoilers are incoming. The official synopsis for Such Sweet Sorrow is when the USS Discovery's crucial mission does not go according to plan, Burnham realizes what must ultimately be done. The crew prepares for the battle of a lifetime as Leland's control ships get closer. This episode was written by Michelle Paradise, Jenny Lumette, and Alex Kurtzman. Excuse me. Uh, Michelle Paradise is, of course, the upcoming showrunner for season three of Star Trek Discovery and is currently a co-executive producer on the show. She also wrote the episode Project Daedalus for Disco's second season. Jenny Lumet and Alex Kurtzman previously wrote, uh, excuse me, co-wrote the short Trek Runaway. And Kurtzman is, of course, the once and future showrunner for Star Trek Discovery. He also previously co-wrote with Brian Fuller the pilot for Star Trek Discovery, The Vulcan Hello. This episode was directed by Olatunde Osunsanmi. 
Um, he previous, pre- excuse me, previously directed the disco episode, The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry, What's Past is Prologue, and Point of Light, and also the short trek Calypso, which was written by Lumet and Kurtzman as well. Uh, let's see. Let's scan for some theories really quick here. I think we're down to, at this point, just the lights, I guess, still. Um, we can talk about how uh, the theory that many people had uh, and was basically proved to be true is that Michael will become the other other Red Angel or the uh, second Red Angel, or at least the one that is involved in some way with the signals. Actually, we don't really know. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, it has, me, it, it has to be her, right? They said it was her it, with the whole and the DNA thing with the she, mother yeah. and daughter DNA is yeah. the same. She <laughs> suits up, um, but, you know, we haven't seen her do anything yet. So we'll see. Uh, well, and then she... also just like the, okay. the whole thing with like the amount of people it could be is so small now because it has to be somebody who yeah, yeah, yeah. like knows each of those things it's just like it yeah i don't know yeah yeah well let's let's get into it um what did you think about such sweet sorrow um i really liked it very much well actually i liked it um a lot more than i've liked i feel like the past few episodes but i feel like it was because like more things were happening it wasn't like it didn't leave me asking a lot of questions like by the end of it I wasn't just like I don't know what's going on by the end of it I was just like okay I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen next week yeah and we just have to like wait for it I don't know I'm <laughs> no no yeah I won't do the clapping but I'll just say I hate part ones of Star Trek two-parters because it's <laughs> all just set up and this happens a lot in you know uh, episodic tv where Mulder, we've got to do this. And they just kind of wander around for an hour. And then oh, all the good <laughs> stuff with uh, Fluke Man will be next episode. Um, and we don't actually ever do this, but I'm I'm so overwhelmed by all the breathless, breathless things that are happening on this episode and in the show that I thought we'd kind of go through the episode act by act just to sort of Ooh. lay out where we are. Because that's kind of what this episode is doing. It's kind of setting us up for the very end here. So I think we can just start like at the top. Um it's, the episode opens uh, on, a, on a beach, uh, and we see uh, Sarek, uh, we learn, and Amanda. And Sarek is, becomes aware of something happening, something with Michael. And, of course, uh, we'll kind of go back to what's going on with that later. We flip back to Discovery, and they're, they're getting ready to... <laughs> what, I, what I hate about things like this is they're totally committed to this totally false thing that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody's, <laughs> they're all getting all the Chatskis out of their rooms. They're putting the potted plant in the cardboard box and they're all getting yeah. ready to go to Enterprise. And actually in in the actual dialogue, the voiceover, she's like, this is actually happening. And I'm like, okay, yeah. sure it is. Like, sure it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's set up to be uh, a kind of fraught situation and everybody is kind of ready. And as everybody was leaving, you know, I like Disco as a ship. And of course I like the show, but I found myself thinking, I don't know, will, will I miss Disco if it does blow up? Is there a show if it blows up? And from the perspective of them, you know, the real friends were the people we made along the way with all those sport jumps, you know, like, like it's just a piece of, it's just a piece of machinery. You know, if they lose that, you know, that's all they've lost. I mean, would you say that about the Enterprise? Mm, well, <laughs> they do in Star Trek Three, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but this is actually happening. Um, so anyway, that doesn't happen. And uh, <laughs> did they... we think? I mean, even I like last week. I was like, maybe they will blow it up. But even I was like, it's not gonna. Ha- if it does happen, this episode is not part one of the finale. Is not the episode where disco blows up. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then there's 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 time juice though too, and we get a flash when she grabs the crystal of. A future, I guess an alternate future, hopefully, where Leland just shoots every single person on board the Discovery (laughs) to the point where just kills everybody. And there's an especially brutal, I call it the oh, whoa, slide, where he shoots (laughs) a Wushikun and the camera just stays on her and she goes, (laughs) like, down the side of the thing. It was rough. 
also can we just i'm all for the i really love a good like premonition but like sure Maybe put some like time gloves on when you're moving the time crystal. <laughs> Do not contact the time crystal with your foot. <laughs> like, it seemed almost <laughs> like like she was like, "Well, now I want. Now I'm gonna see into the future because I can." And Pike's just like, "You good with that?" And she's like, "Yep." And Pike's like, "Okay, now we're all gonna have like life changing." <laughs> We've all got time cancer. Yeah, like, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to know is, is that they established, and I know it's, it's timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly, different showy, but like mm-hmm. they, they set up this, this, you know, poignant, important moment where Pike has this vision and he knows that his future in some ways is sort of set. And then we have a thing with Michael Burnham where she grabs the thing and we see something that we, I mean, we can be fairly certain isn't actually going to happen. It's just one of those prophecies that you have to try to avoid like no no we have to do this so this doesn't happen so like which is you're it? thinking like, the torpedo won't hit enterprise you're thinking that um I'm, literally the entire cast won't die i'm thinking <laughs> it, well yeah i'm thinking that that will definitely happen but i think her you know burnham speaking up and being like whoa 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 don't keep shooting torpedoes this isn't the way you know that it's going to lead to the obo slide like we don't want to do that so and so it's like, well, <laughs> which is it? Can't uh, Captain Pike just uh, wear a radiation suit like the day that <laughs> that baffle plate blows up? Like what? <laughs> what the hell? Are they fated to do these things or not? I'm guessing not. <laughs> you know, given that, like I feel, I I do feel like a sacrifice is going to be made next week. Okay. Whether that sacrifice is like just like Burnham jumping in the future, like maybe no one dies and it's just that she's leaving. Right. I feel like the bad things are going to happen next week. Very bad things. Uh, I also like how in the, <clears throat> I think it's just in the teaser, we get this setup where we've had this MacGuffin of the data, which. Well, uh, so anyway, I'll say that in a second. We've got this MacGuffin of the data, and then they're also, <laughs> Pike is basically saying, or maybe it's Burnham's voiceover. I can't remember, but she's like, you know, we've only seen, okay, so we've only seen four of these things. We got a time crystal. We don't know what it does. Uh, we've got, <laughs> you know, there's a hundred minutes left in the season. Like they're kind of setting up all these things, just making, reminding us about all these uh, uh, swords that are know. dangling. CBS is like listening to our podcast and they're like, okay, they don't know what's going on. We got to <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. tell them, remind them what's happening. Yeah. And so we've got this uh, MacGuffin of the data that we've got to do something with. And it seems clear what I got out of this is that the data that we were worried about giving control self-awareness has at this point become self-aware within Discovery's computer, at least to the point where it's able to go, hey, no, don't blow me up. That's not going to be a thing. I want to stay stay alive. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little confused about which part of who is what and like I wasn't so like <laughs> I wasn't surprised when they were like oh of course, like the data is not letting us destroy it I was kind of like oh like uh, like obviously like <laughs> I wish my data was like that yeah <laughs> I won't let you die hard drive <laughs> uh and it just yeah I mean <laughs> yeah okay well anyway um I'll save that for later uh <laughs> I'm glad you like this episode. Uh, let's see. Um, so we have to get rid of Disco is um, Burnham's plan, essentially. Like, And it leads to another thing that I think that pretty much everybody had kind of guessed or figured out, that the plan would be, you know, we've got a time crystal, and we know that Discovery ends up in the future at some point. So do we send it to the future? And I think a lot of us, when we saw, or at least I personally, when I saw Calypso, I assumed that the discovery had been marooned or left, you know, in some way, and then it spent many, 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 many years, and its computer had achieved, you know, sentience in Zora. Mm-hmm. But if we've got time travel now, and we know that it's mm, odd, nine hundred and fifty or so years in the future. Then, you know, maybe Discovery is already Zora or just about to be Zora. And so all we're doing is just, oh, no, it's you can take it out of the oven. It's done already. They're going to send it to the future and it'll be ready to appear in Calypso. I was thinking about that. I also like I wish I had rewatched the short track 
Yeah. Because I was watching this episode, I was like, oh my god, Poe! Yeah, like, the second I saw Poe, I should rewatch Runaway. Yeah, yeah, ice cream. Yeah, this Pumani. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Didn't we? Again, I, I do want to talk about character. I do want to talk about all that stuff. I'm just doing housekeeping. Didn't we establish that the disco can travel in time? Like they don't. I don't think they know how to make it work right exactly, but they traveled in time when they came back from the mirror universe. Ooh. Are they not thinking that they could like just I... jump the disco a couple months forward and try to avoid things? Forgot about that. Yeah. I think the thing I feel like though with going into the mirror universe coming back is it's like We don't want to go there. Well, and it's like what's the relationship of like time and how you like when you jump from universe to universe, like how is like time effect like you know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah, there's more right. like they just didn't do the right calculations because they, they didn't know them. And so, like, is it a thing where Disco itself can somehow jump in time? Or is it just a, like, Stamets didn't know how to bring them back to the exact right spot? Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that that was him being, because he was, like, freehanding it, you know, when they were coming back from the, yeah. uh, the mirror universe. And so he kind of screwed up, but it's like, Stamets, you're up again. <laughs> it's just like surfing. He's just like riding the wave. Yeah. <laughs> do that same thing, you know, hit that same spot. <laughs> uh, Gnarly be, dude. Nine months in the future, radical. We're out of this problem. No problem. <laughs> uh, so anyway, th- th- uh, th- that's a good idea, I think. And then of course they have to find a way to power this time crystal. Um, again, it's, I mean, why? I don't know. It's all McGuffany. It's, it's sci-fi. Um, and so we get, as they're talking about, man, boy, I wish we had a signal right about now. We get sig- <laughs> Signum Ex Machina. <laughs> the signal shows up over Zahia, uh, which, of course, is where Poe is lives and is queen of. Did you think that it seems like all of the short trek um, concepts are being integrated really fast here at the end? Would you have wanted to see a more gradual sort of integration of some of the things that were introduced in short treks? into the season of discovery kind of i mean i'm also just like i guess when they released the short treks i kind of assumed that they were just like pump them out four of them you know 15 minutes each right they'll love them they'll be great like tilly is cute go for it (laughs) and that they weren't really thinking about how to like weave them into this season. Like I really wasn't expecting them to come back this yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if like when they, I feel like when we spend a lot of time being like, do the writers know what they're doing? But it's like when they wrote those scripts, were they thinking like, was that part of the bigger plan or was it not? And that's why they're coming in this late because they're like oh here's how we fit poe in and here's how calypso makes sense or did they have an idea of that beforehand i personally i think they knew i just think that they never planned to do anything with it until you know we all met up at the end with like the finale Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean which is fine i i just think that like i was so enamored with the idea of short treks um introducing things that we didn't have time for because we were doing other stuff and then being able to see those things like introducing a character like craft who i was like oh this is okay when are we going to see this guy again not at all i guess (laughs) or unless yeah there's a popular fan theory that disco uh and it seems likely at the end of this episode with what we see that disco will end up in the future at the end of this and so if they are maybe we will see craft and he'll be sort of our way into a thousand years, you know, in the future with the Vidrash and yeah. everything else, um, which could be interesting. Um, so that would explain the inclusion of Calypso. Um, and then I guess the Harry Mudd one is like, we know Rain Wilson is going to come back at some point. So the next time we <laughs> see him, he will definitely be a life model decoy version of him. Like once you introduce a guy who has like robot doubles, if he ever dies or anything, it's not him. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I really, I miss Mud. <laughs> yeah, I do want to see Mud come back. Yeah. Okay, finally, an emotional moment. So, we finally get the re 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 reunion of Stamets and Dr. Swolber. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he is huge. He's huge. Like, I mean, he looks great, but man, he is. That 
uniform is barely it's just straining to cover him but he looks great uh i'll give you a second <laughs> i just when he hit that was like my when he came on screen i was kind of like oh like okay <laughs> i'm sorry oh no i love I protein just... powder more than you i'm sorry yeah um, uh, I, we get another sort of speech from Stamets about how he's kind of thinking about wrapping this up. We had one of these at the, uh, the end of season one as well. I don't want him to be the guy who always threatens to quit like a job that he doesn't like. And you're like, <laughs> you're not going to quit. You're not going to quit. Uh, and we kind of have like um, what seems like a fairly final breakup between them. And, and uh, Culper wants to head to uh, Enterprise. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Right? That's like... I mean, it's just, like, kind of odd. I guess it'll just be, I mean, like, I don't know how, how early I should start saying this, but it's like, if next week Burnham jumps in the future, like, that's just it, you know what I mean? Like, they have, like, are they wrapping storylines up? So it's like, okay, well, Samus is going to go, like, find himself somewhere else and then Culbert is going to go on the Enterprise and like do his thing and like all this stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like anybody who isn't on board Disco, you know, we're going to wave goodbye to at least for a little while. Um, Something that I like and I don't have any problem with them kind of going back and and sticking uh, extra things into continuity. That's fine. Um, But with a show that can time travel (laughs) or with more shows coming up, I hope they do things like, like, what if, like, Culber was the chief medical officer before McCoy, like, under Pike? Like, I think yeah, that would be cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. I and mean, there's room. There's room for it. Yeah, sure. And that's something that, you know, for, like, the canon heads, like, it doesn't matter, you know, it, McCoy's going to come on and nobody really cares. But, like, that would be kind of a cool thing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, it, it pains me to see, we went through all, the whole thing with having this couple, being excited about this couple, being like, uh, are you killing your gays here? When they like killed off Culber, going through this whole thing to bring him back. And I'm not saying that it's, everything should be happy, happily ever after, but like, this is for me, like the saddest thing in the episode that like, these guys are just walking away. It really is. I was thinking about that also during this episode about how mad I was when they killed him initially. Yeah. And I'm not really mad anymore because it's such like a, Like, it was a very good plot line. Like, I think they did really well. And then when he came back and kind of wasn't himself, like, it all made a lot of sense. Yeah. But if he um, he leaves the, yeah, if he leaves the show, They're doing a good job of having those characters, like. Go ahead. Are you there? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, (laughs) like, I'm happy that, (laughs) I'm happy that their characters aren't just, like their relationship like i'm happy that it's just not just like oh these are the gay characters and everything they do is about the, how gay they are and they're gay like i'm happy that they have like this real plot line <laughs> i don't they're what now i didn't get what they what they were <laughs> they're gay it's but, um... <laughs> it made me it made me think of a scene last week the scene between culper and uh jet reno where <laughs> you know she i don't know like what the result i don't know what she wanted the result of her talk to be but the result was okay i'm gonna leave <laughs> it was like yeah, yeah i hope i hope that's okay yeah but in like that, and was, everyone keeps giving them like advice to like spock when he was talking to stamets like yeah. everyone <laughs> everyone yeah. just keeps giving them advice and then the end result is just like okay well bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> But what I loved about that scene was it was just two gay characters talking about their relationships and how they weren't all that great. And yeah, and it had, and yeah, and it had nothing to do with nobody was like, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay, we're gay. I don't know. It's it's fine. (laughs) I mean, be excited about it. But yeah, it just, I love how integrated they are. Of course, if he's leaving the show, we can't explore him being a weird fungus man. (laughs) Which I want to do. Yeah, I'm a mushroom. Uh, what else? Okay, so uh, we get back on Discovery, and this is where, for me, the episode takes a downturn, or at least it just sort of goes into a holding pattern. And the holding pattern is, uh, let's exposit and also say goodbye. I know the episode's called Such Sweet Sorrow, as in parting is such sweet sorrow, but it was more sorrow than sweet for me, <laughs> as Burnham goes on this 
walk to every station of the cross as she's saying goodbye <laughs> to every single character on the show. Uh, I thought it was a little, a little much. Yeah, that's, that was a little, that scene was a little long. And I really liked Sarah and Amanda showing up, but it was also like a little too perfect. And it makes me like a little suspicious of what's going to happen. Next. Like, why are they like, who, for like, who let, like, they're about to go into battle. Like who let them on disco? Like who, like Pike was just like, yeah, that's fine. Come, come, come right on. But like, you should leave in like half an hour. He is Top. an ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just flashed his, uh, his uh, special badge. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and of course, I don't know. I mean, Star Trek has always played with this when it felt like it was necessary, just the, you know, distance and travel and time and all that. But I guess all this is, I guess, um, yeah, I can't remember post planet's name, but I guess it's near Vulcan or something because they just like, oh crap, yeah, they're, in trouble. they're on Vulcan, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we don't know when he got that premonition, it could have been. You know, the harbor or subspace or Katra's work. Yeah, he could have got it a while ago and just, you know, we got to take this six-week trip. Why? What are you talking about? Just trust me. We got to talk to Michael. So <laughs> I also love, I can accept like, that. awkward, like, Amanda hugs Michael. And then at the very end of the scene, like, Sarah is kind of, like, hand on shoulder. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, there was also an exchange. What was it? Like, Amanda, something like. It's been it's been tough being married to you, or you know, it seems like it's it seems like it would be impossible. And he's like, "Well, that's not. I mean, exactly. It'd be tough, I guess, but it wasn't impossible." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was that. It was very sweet. I just don't understand how they got there. Um, did they? Do you think that they didn't want to use the thousand year mind melt again? I mean, I would have been okay with that. Um, I would have been okay with it. I think it's the same thing where it's like. Well, they've done the the mind meld thing before, the distance meld. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that would have been like even even more too perfect. Does that make sense? Like if if Sarah just like dropped into her brain to be oh, like, if he can just show up whenever. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, restraint! Plus, I feel like I can't believe it. <laughs> they, they wanted <laughs> they wanted Amanda there because she can actually emote <laughs> and express yeah, but... physical affection. <laughs> Yeah, but he could have like linked their minds, like wife, give me your face, boy, and then he just like <laughs> just call out remote to Michael and like, okay, we're all on. I've used Skype. I know how it works. Conference call. <laughs> so the plan at this point is, um, if there's a couple things going on, we've got to get Wait, ready for this. Are we going to? Are we going to talk about Ash? <laughs> no. Oh well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, the the plan is that they have to get ready uh, for this attack. Um, of course, they can spore drive you know, out ahead of enterprise. And when they did that, I was like, wait a minute, what's the plan? Like enterprise can't catch up to you. But the idea was they're going to lead them out to, you know, wherever this is. And they're going to, Burnham is going to pull the discovery into the future using their recreated angel suit and then leave it there. But then she's going to be stuck there as well. Um, I have all that right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that as she's saying goodbye to everybody, she literally says like, and I can't remember this is a quote from before, but she's like, trust the mystery. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of like saying to the audience, just go with it. Well, you know, you know, it'll all make sense eventually. She's like, I'm following my destiny. Yeah, right, in right. The future. Yeah. And we get a couple of interesting uh, moments. Um, we see, I think that Giorgio doesn't come out and say it, but she... She's definitely, like, concerned, but she's concerned in her own way. She's like, this is a dumb plan. Why would we just send Michael out to the future? But it's like, you know, she cares about Michael. You can tell that she doesn't really want to lose Michael, yeah. but she doesn't know how to say, mm -hmm. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. Well, I think it's also just, like, I think they're both projecting a little bit onto each other yeah. of, like, the people that they knew from their own universes. And so I feel like... okay. You know, like, I feel like that's why Burnham was so, like, short with her is because she's like, you're not my Philippa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, we get, uh, this is, I think, where we get the goodbye to Sarah and Amanda. Um, we also get, <laughs> we also get uh, a goodbye with Tilly, which uh, turns into not a goodbye because Tilly's like, uh, <laughs> come here for a second. And then she leads her out into the hallway. I and, have a surprise Happy for birthday. You <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all coming along. Um, and 
this is where uh, I could have used a little voiceover because I got lost. Um, so what I'm to understand is, is that all of these people who are friends, who are the named characters on the show, all don't want to do this alone. The bridge so, crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're going to come along. And I'm assuming not the entire complement of Discovery is coming, but like a no. skeleton crew of the characters we know are going to go with her, uh, presumably into the future to, to do this, this problem. Solve mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. Yeah. So everybody's going along. Uh, we get a goodbye to Tyler. Thank God. Maybe, hopefully, <laughs> possibly the last goodbye. And what for me <laughs> seemed like a really big setup for him possibly being in a Section 31 series. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. What I liked about what he said was that there's been a lot of talk among fandom about how do we reconcile the kind of twisted, um, dark um, fantasy? It's a Kanye West album. Uh, twisted uh, organization <laughs> that Section 31 becomes in the future. Uh, and was it always like that? Were they always this black ops thing? And I like the idea. And you said sacrifice. And I... I wouldn't buy any green bananas, uh, Tyler. I think Tyler might be that sacrifice. That's my little uh, crackpot really? theory. Yeah, I think that we've kind of closed everything up with him. So if somebody's going to go, I think it's. I think he's ready to go. I mean, uh, his son's all grown up. Yeah, that was fast. Yeah, <laughs> they grew up so quick. Uh, but I like the idea about he wants to, because Section 31 will be decimated after this happens, and he wants to rebuild it as something noble, something that is honestly intended to stop crazy nanobot snake people from doing things like this. And so I can see having the technology working in the shadows can go from something, you know, who Tyler's a guy that's kind of compromised anyway, but he wants to do the right thing can become something that becomes like what we know section 31 to be later. That's my idea. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, but you think he might die next week? Yeah, I don't think there's room for him and um, Michelle Yo on a Section 31 series. But now that um, Leland won't be on the series, you, you know, because at first it's uh... like, oh, it's going to be her and Leland. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, you know, I don't know 100%, but I just feel <laughs> like he's also some, well, I don't know. I Let's just say that I would love to see it. But I got a sneaking suspicion. So, I don't know. We'll see. I've been wrong about a lot of well, stuff. Well, especially with, since he and Michael have been doing this sort of, like, reconciliation thing. It's like, now <laughs> if he dies, in theory, it'll be more painful for us. It won't be more painful for me. Because I'll be like, bye. Good, <laughs> yeah. Your beard is out bye. of control. Felicia, your beard is out of control. <laughs> Somebody said that he looked like uh, Derek on uh, The Good Place. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He's the Jason Manzoukas of Star Trek. So there you go. Just a beard that's just a little too long. A little too much. A little too much. <laughs> uh, yes, not regulation. Uh, so anyway, and then we get a scene where everybody says goodbye to their Galaxy Notes. Uh, they're recording, presumably, uh, <laughs> messages to their family. Um, no huge surprises. You know, we do get a closure of the Tilly and her mom thing that was started in Runaway. Um, I'm not exactly sure who uh, Stamets is talking to, but it seems like a family member. Doesn't he mention that he's got his, a... his brother? Yeah, brother. Um, and we get. Do we know about who Tazzy is? Detmer is talking to uh, a Tazzy. I I got nothing on that. No, <laughs> I don't know. We know so little about her and and many of the people. Um, I wanted a where's a Bryce and a Reese one. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're my you're my bro, man. I'm gonna miss you. <laughs> Crack one for me. I'll be in the future. Oh, crazy. No, I don't know. I don't know what the characters are like. Uh, and then we get. I mean, they're exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like that, that was them. They're interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, what I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, we get essay to the mother effin Aru being selected <laughs> as captain. Or wait, is he? I was totally unclear as to they go. We that know who so the captain is. Cut to like, commercial. Come back, and then they're like, "Okay, Commander Saru, uh, you have the con." Not like you have the entire ship. And then he says something about, uh, "We'll see what happens uh, after all this is over." And it's like, "Wait, what? Are you going to have like a, a a foot race or something? Like, didn't you just pick him, or, or did you not?" Like he, he like, and it's also like, what was he going to be like? All right, like. 
Tyler, if you want it, you got it. It's like <laughs> yeah, Saru right, yeah. was the captain in the first place. Yeah. And, and you know, there was an emergency and Pike took it. You know, like it wasn't like it wasn't like Saru was about to become the captain and then Pike stepped in. It was like he, Saru was the captain. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, if anything, like rank wise, like Nan would probably be the acting captain, like <laughs> the second in, or third in command of the of the flagship. But I'm going to just because my heart needs it. I'm going to assume that uh, that's what we're talking about here, that Saru is the He's guy. The captain. Yeah. He's our man's. He is our man's. Uh, yeah, uh, like we said, Anon is staying on the ship and boy, um, there was a scene near the end. I, I don't know if I, my concentration was waning, but there's something going on with Jet where she's going to do something and it seems dangerous. She's got to charge up the thing. Did you get what that was? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Same, same place, same place, same. There's a problem with the thing. And somebody had to stand there to do it, and it's Zeris, and going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see uh, her touch. Well, she did touch the crystal, but I want to see something go wrong, like a superhero origin story. You know, she gets, like, powers. Ooh. Jet Reno, time goddess. Like, I want to see her just <laughs> be power. She She's the origin of the Q, confirmed. Confirmed on this oh show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and she just launches herself into a parallel <laughs> universe. She's a comedian yep. named Tim yep. Tara. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> known for her physical comedy. Um, there's uh, and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's a couple little beats uh, before the end, but it's ba- it literally just builds up to let's do this and then credits. Yeah. Quite a ride. Um, yeah, <laughs> emotional. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, my tea is ready. <laughs> it's it's steeped. Um, I was just thinking about like an episode like this, and I know it's unfair to judge it as a normal episode because it's you know we're literally trying to pay off a bunch of stuff, and we're trying to remind the audience what the stakes are and everything. But like, I was just thinking back to like earlier episodes, and remember like moments like Saru googling captains <laughs> to figure out like what makes a good captain, or just you know. I just I miss like I I feel like we've had or maybe I've just missed uh, character moments like that. Like I feel like we're just plot, 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 plot like all day long. And there's no moments like that to hang your hat on like you could with some earlier um, uh, iterations of Trek. You're right. It's been a really, you know, these past few episodes have been very like very fast. Like they're really running towards whatever is going to happen next week. They don't. Like, there's no time for Saru to Google best best captains ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they've set up this, like, puzzle box, which it's funny because you have to be careful, or I don't know if you can be careful. The, people are so smart now. Viewers are so smart. Um, and even if they're not, like, the internet itself is a you know, cloud computing AI basically of human brains that can yeah. just figure out whatever you've got. And so you better have a real good twist if you're going to try to uh, trick or fool people. And you don't have to worry about that on something like older Trek because it's just, what do we learn this week? Um, maybe somebody gets promoted or maybe somebody dies um, very rarely. And I just, I miss that kind of thing. And that, this is my sort of come to Jesus moment for discovery. Like I think we need a Star Trek show and it could be this one, it could be Discovery, or a new one, one of the ones that's in development, that has a more solid premise and more solid characters. You know, it, it wasn't always that way. Like, the original series was just wagon train to the stars, you know, and all that mm-hmm. entailed. And it's not that complicated. But at this point, like, in the franchise, I think we need a reason to be out there. And I think the reason can't just be spackling over things that I guess people were unsatisfied with in continuity. So you you want you want a ship that has a five year mission? Yeah, or I want like a Voyager that like sticks to the premise of Voyager, which is yeah, you know what the hell do we do? You know we're gonna have to really, it's gonna be tough to get home or or something like that. As far as like mm-hmm. the five year mission, yeah, I mean <laughs> we were looking at pos- a possible Pike series, I guess if they take um, the fan seriously, we, you know we've done that. Um, I th- I I will always know that ships in Starfleet are out there doing that sort of thing. Um, you know, I do miss 
scanning gaseous anomalies, you know, and things like that. But I would yeah. probably, it sounds boring. <laughs> I'd probably trade it for a Klingon war or something like that. But just having like a better idea about, you know, what this show's supposed to be. Because, you know, this is like epic melodrama. And I, if you asked me what Discovery was about, I would be like, it's about loving the the your crew and, and having your, a family. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that what it's about? Like, I don't remember other shows being about that. It's okay if that's what this show is, but I think we need like another show that is, has a stronger premise than just that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful that as they get more seasons and more time to sort of settle in and less pressure of like, we have to make, everything happened right now and it has to be fantastic so we get that next season and the rabid like trekkies don't don't, like hate us um that they'll be able to do more of the more of the stuff that you're talking about or like when i was talking about i I missed like just like probably I resemble that because I'm a rabbit. I know what you mean by rabbit trekkies, um, at least. Uh, no, I don't. I don't mean you are rabbit, <laughs> uh, mean, yeah, like... abusive trekkies. Yeah, I'm just trying to be. I'm yeah. not trying to be an asshole. I'm trying to be constructive. No, um, you're not. <laughs> and well, I can, I could be. Um, but and I think that a lot of it comes down to, and <laughs> it's like eternal punching bag of uh, of Caliban. But like, it comes down to like Alex Kurtzman and the sort of Kurtz model of doing this sort of thing and you see it in the mummy and you see it in the Kelvin verse films. And it's like mystery box, you know, cliched setups and takedowns and mm-hmm. endless expository dialogue. If we feel like the audience is lost, you know, like not funny jokes, voiceover, 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 you know, I can just Robert McKee is like, Oh God help you. If you use voiceover um, and characters that don't really like, distinguish themselves you know except in like certain you know important moments and like meeting the sacrifices as well did you see the mummy you watched it for generation um, didn't you the the newest one i don't think so. did i the time <laughs> one? No. The... well never mind then i, I shan't... don't think i've seen the i've seen the. i know that i've seen the three like older ones i don't think i've seen the Wait, no, you know what? I don't know. It's not going to come you, to me. <laughs> you'd know if you had. There would be a hole in your brain that you could never fill again. Uh, it's not great. I... <laughs> but yeah, I just like I miss I, I miss like where where are moments like uh, Spock and McCoy pissing each other off? You know, where's Data frustrating oh, everybody yeah. with his pedantry? Yeah. You know, where's Worf being confused by every damn thing there is? Like, I get that the series is focused on Burnham and so that we get less of the supporting cast. But, you know, even she mm-hmm. at this point has been reduced to somebody who is just constantly like passive and being emotionally overwhelmed by everything. Um you know, I remember last year we talked about the episode, um, I think it was Vaulting Ambition. It's the one where they just come back from the mirror universe. And you have that moment between her and Tyler where Tyler's like, so are we going to like make out or what? And Bernie's like, <laughs> you are not doing this to me right now. A million things have just happened and this is way too much and I don't need this right now. And that felt really believable. But now every single mm-hmm. episode is just some just kind of unbelievable, you know, paroxysis of emotion. I hate yeah, emotion is I what mean, I'm saying. I hate emotion. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, you're definitely, you have like a very good point. You're definitely right that it's every it's tough episode to make a is show. just very much like, yeah. it is tough to make a show. That's, a, I mean, it comes out of that. And then we also like, but, you know, we can't forget the trouble they had sort of behind yeah. the scenes this season. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, know. I don't know how Did much I say this last touched- week. Did I say this last week? It's like, I can't wait till Michelle Paradise holds up a bank or something like that. And then it's like, oh, no, we yeah. lose another one. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well, that's pretty much all I had. <laughs> that's, I think that's it. I think I've done enough at this point. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm excited uh, about next week. Did you have something to say? The... Uh... In the mirror, are there just like some some Christian overtones? Have we talked about this? W- the which one? Even the the like with the just especially in the beginning with the like 
like a whole oh it's an angel and then we're in a church oh, and there's yeah, yeah, like yeah 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 and like this episode when they they're when they're having that meeting they all kept saying like the word design and it just kept like i thought one of them was gonna say intelligent design <laughs> and i was really like please god <laughs> ironically god do this to me which which is that would be like right on brand for trick like the second um somebody comes up with some um some new scientific discovery they want to jam it into like a script that's like with the time crystal thing like you know the time crystals are like kind of a concept like in physics um but they're like Ooh, crystals we can do crystal we got a lot of crystals we got crystals everywhere <laughs> so let's get some time crystals in there yeah so yeah, I, I didn't notice that specifically, but I can I can understand your trepidation where it's like, where are they going with this? And like, remember this this season is about faith. Yeah. Are you there? Anyway, cutting in and out. Sorry, you're cutting in and out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I thought this season is supposed um, to be about like you know faith and like religion, but like without saying religion. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. That, I mean, they can't say like they're like in a church they can't say like i well yeah i mean i thought that they were real you know upfront about that except well i mean that's a whole nother show uh on enterprising individuals check it out we have an upcoming show about religion uh in the world of star trek but just like if they were trying to set up that like control is the villain and it doesn't have faith it can't because it just wants to consume everything but we are human and we're different if that's what we're supposed to get i feel like somewhere in the middle or the end of the second act uh patrick stewart would have come out and given us a speech about that and we'd know oh okay that's what it's about uh with some sort of like melville illusion or something like that but instead yeah. it's just you know clearly we are loving you know warm beings who are fighting against something evil but we never we don't understand control's side we don't know why it wants to do this i mean i guess it doesn't have human motivations if it's not human but it just doesn't feel i never liked Lorca, but i guess i could understand why you wanted all this stuff back <laughs> oh man yeah so anyway uh next week yeah. coming up yeah. on star trek discovery Running, shooting, explosions. Yeah, everything that hasn't happened the past year. It's like every emotional moment that's been like like the opposite of action is all like it's all been leading up to next week. It's all been leading up to this. Do do we get <laughs> they pointedly were like, Oh yeah, signals. Oh, uh, here's another signal. Do you think that we'll get two signals uh in one episode next week? I don't know. I mean, I still like, I feel like they're, they're still kind of dancing around like why they're happening and who's yeah. doing it. And like this episode, they were kind of like, oh, it has to be Michael. But they weren't like, <laughs> it's definitely Michael. They were like, according to all of the facts we have That's before. Our Michael. Yeah. It's Michael. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, you know, this show has a tendency to sort of front load that stuff when it's ready to pull the rug out from under you. Um, and go, whoops, it wasn't Michael. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to go with my, okay, so here are my crazy theories. Tyler's going to die. And also the signals are, I don't know how you'd pay this off <laughs> with an hour left, but the signals are somehow actually like harmful, like control or something in the future, whatever these squid things in the future are trying to lead people with these breadcrumbs to assemble the thing to bring you to them so they could, you know, show you their final form. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, the good guys will still win, but the fact that we've, inter we've interrogated everybody who has had access to this and nobody knows what the signals are, then it's gotta be somebody else unless you're going to bring Q in or something. And I think that that somebody else is these, <laughs> <Can you> imagine? <laughs> these yeah, <laughs> well, that would, I think people would probably like that. Uh, but yeah, but it would, it would break the whole story. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I think it could be, you know, evil future robots. So my money's on evil, evil future robots. What about you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, again, just like, I think someone's going to die. If that person is Tyler, that makes sense. I had, I was a little worried that um, during the Culver and Stamets scene tonight, I was kind of like, 
one of them is going to die next week for real this time. But uh-huh. I think that maybe that would just be too much. So I don't know if I want to if I want to put all my eggs in that basket. Yeah, we should have had a death pool. Dang it. <laughs> we didn't we didn't plan for that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, what do you think that they will do you think that they will go for an impactful death or just a cannon fodder death? Because I would vote for cannon fodder death, but like, like a Cornwall. I mean, maybe I don't want to see. You think? Oh, like maybe one of each, like Cornwall and Tyler. Those are my picks. Yeah, like someone will die and it will be emotional, and then someone will be <laughs> cannon fodder. Just, yeah, somebody else yeah, just gets literally. sucked out of a out of a breach and uh, whoops, they're gone. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you're thinking. You know what you're doing. You've seen so many of these. Like someone shoots like fake Arium and then, you know, like Tyler dies. <laughs> Wait, which one, which one are we upset about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, her name's Miriam. Is that a first or last name? Come on. Weird. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I guess you'll have to just tune in next week for the finale of season two of Star Trek Discovery. And for the finale of this part of Discoverage, we will, of course, be back later in the year with a season two wrap up show. I really like the one that we did last year uh, where we kind of took an yeah, aerial view. Yeah. And uh, watched the whole thing. So we'll definitely be back at some point in the future with that. But that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us, listeners. If you like what you hear, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at EIST. POD for updates and to get notified when new episodes are available. We've got a discussion group on Facebook called Enterprising Interlocutions, which we go into all kinds of discussion and speculation, like what you've heard tonight. Uh, you can also tweet us on the show by using the hashtag Discoverage or email us at EIST at G, excuse me, EISTpod at gmail.com. And when you're on the internet, head to your listening platform of choice and subscribe to our show and do all the good stuff. Uh, also, we've got t-shirts on TeePublic, so you can find a link to that on enterprisingindividuals.com. And if you like this show, tell a friend. Discoverage returns next week on April 18th for the next episode and the last episode of Season 2. It's called... Yeah, we don't know. They're still kind of keeping this close to their chest. Um, they, you'd want to if the title was Ash Tyler Explodes. I mean, that's just going to get you away right there. Uh, but as far as we know, it's also written by uh, the same people that wrote this episode, Kurtzman, Lumet, and Paradise. And it's directed by the same guy. So expect at least one shot that makes you need to take Dramamine. Uh, in the meantime... <laughs> Loves those shots. Uh, check out our main show, Enterprising Individuals, at enterprisingindividuals.com. Every Wednesday, I and a guest discuss in excruciating detail a selected episode from a Star Trek series. We also have news from the Trek Sphere, get updates on Star Trek Discovery, and interviews with special guests. On this week's episode, I'm joined by uh, Mikan Hanna of the Just Enough Trope podcast. We talk about some of the latest news from the Trek Sphere. You can find conversations just like that. You can also find off topic rants, DS9, and Voyager recaps, and more at our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EIST pod. Check us out, enterprisingindividuals.com. Ella, thanks as always. Where can people find Generations Geek online? We are at Generations Geek on Twitter and Instagram, and we just recorded a show about all of my adventures involving Harry Potter in the UK. So that'll be up very soon. Oh, great. And I think your most recent episode... Uh, has been released and ironically it is from <laughs> it's an it's a lost episode <laughs> from a long time ago it, it was a lost episode yeah i think that's the uh the ragnarok episode is up now yes uh <laughs> which is also a great film uh so check that out at generationsgeek.com and that is it for us thanks for listening people and we are signing off this is aaron for ella saying live long and prosper <laughs> <laughs>